everyone welcome back to another episode of qt with a pod i'm so excited to be back just in time for thanksgiving because it's it's thanksgiving so we're ready and we're doing it with that um so i've been thinking you know thanksgiving is really that time of year when you reconnect with your family you start to think about like you know regrounding yourself thinking about where you came from you start to notice things about your family. And it got me thinking about problematic black family behaviors. Um, My quick disclaimer, this is not to say that one, all black families are problematic. This is not saying that all problematic black families also engage in these behaviors as well. So there's my disclaimer. I am speaking in a lot of generalizations in this episode. Um, with a little bit of my experience sprinkled in. So yeah, that's my take. So I'm going to talk about five different problematic behaviors, kind of do a semi deep dive, not too deep into them. And as always, I appreciate your feedback. So make sure you let me know. Did you agree? Did you disagree? Did I miss anything? All of those beautiful things. So let's jump into it. I would say the first problematic behavior of black families is the black tax. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what the black tax is, it's essentially like when a black professional. So when you grow up, you become a black professional, the portion of your income that has to be allocated towards your family's expenses. So this can be as little as paying a bill every month or, It can be as big as literally paying for your family's lifestyle, like completely sustaining their life. So the reason this is problematic is because sometimes it can be so big that you aren't able to save money. You aren't able to exactly prioritize your own happiness because you always have to think about how much money you are making, even though it may be enough money just to take care of yourself. But not enough to take care of your family it can also like i guess give you like a power complex make you feel like maybe your family is using you if it gets to that point so just thinking about this for instance in college maybe you probably weren't able to take unpaid internships that give you quote-unquote valuable work experience because you needed to have something that made you money because you needed money so that's not really a a black thing that's definitely a low income thing but just thinking about now you get the money and where is the money going it has to probably go back to your family it can seem like you are somewhat enabling your family as well i guess if you just contribute to your family so much and imagine going to college getting a job and having to live paycheck to paycheck because you have to pay for other people and see on the flip side of that because I don't want to make it seem like oh I got a job I don't want to take care of my family oh that is gross I'm better than that no you should if you are able to help your family you definitely should but you need to realize that you got to try to save money some kind of way because that doesn't end the poverty cycle or Whatever the low income cycle in your family is just help continue the cycle. So that is one toxic behavior. 
Toxic behavior number two, and this is shaming girls. So when I think about, I, th- I thought of two different things. So one, shaming girls when they are on their period and how that affects them. And two, calling them fast for no reason. So let me just touch on the period thing. When young girls get their period, they, I'll, I'll speak from my, when I got my period, my mom was just like, oh, okay, like, here's this. I literally had no idea what it was. Um, So take the pad, put it on. And I just remember like being so self-conscious. One, I was self-conscious myself because my body was going through this change. But also she was just like, you know, make sure you wrap it up. Don't let anyone see it was a secret. Um, don't make, don't make sure you don't smell, do this, do all this extra stuff. And I feel like that carries on until adulthood. And I mean, now I feel like there's this period movement where it's like girls have periods and that's great. Like that should be normal. Um, especially when we're teaching our boys, like if there are boys and girls in the household, you shaming a girl for having a period, that boy sees that when he grows up to be a man and gets a girlfriend He's going to be like, yo, you bleeding? That's nasty. And that's not the way we should be functioning in this life. Okay. So one, shaming girls for getting their period. Normalize that. It happens. Sometimes it stinks. Sometimes blood gets on the sheets. Life goes on. It's all washable. Or you could just throw it away. Okay. Um, Second part of shaming girls, calling them fast for no reason. So It is normal for a girl to like a boy. It is normal for a girl to have hormones. It's normal for a girl to want to be sexual with a boy. But of course, we shame girls for this and we call them fast and put all the blame on them. When if we just talk to girls about these things, I guess, from an early age or stop making it seem like it's the wrong thing to do, because, again, all of these translate into your adulthood so now you have to sort through all those feelings of like oh I thought it was wrong to like boys or I thought it was wrong to do this when in fact it's not sis your family just made it seem like you were doing something wrong and you were being fast but the little white girls were over there doing the absolute most way earlier than you and no one called them fast it was she's just growing up she's exploring her sexuality black girls can also do that They can also grow up and explore their sexuality. All right. Number three, enabling boys. And enabling boys ties directly into shaming girls. So one thing I thought about is how we enable boys to be hypersexual. If a boy, if a boy is having sex, it is, and this is very general knowledge. Everyone knows this. If a boy is having sex, it's okay. It's the girl's fault. The girl gave it up. The girl is being fast. The girl tempted him. So when boys do it, it's just like, you know, it's that little girl's fault. And something that translates into adulthood, right? Um, And making excuses for boys. Boys will be boys. He doesn't know how to do that. Those are all lies. Boys will not just be boys. Boys will do what you allow them to do. And they do know how to do it. Maybe it comes from mothers putting men, the boys, on a pedestal. Of course. So they're kind of like, he can do no wrong. You need to, 
you need to check that boys can do some wrong. Okay, so, so far we've said the black tax, shaming girls, enabling boys. Fourth, parents thinking they did the most by feeding, clothing, and providing shelter for you. Now, I don't know if this, this is my theory. Um, maybe this happens more in single parent households because it's like, okay, your dad left and I'm just speaking, right? Your dad left, yet I stayed in your life as a parent, as your mother, (laughs) and made sure you ate, made sure you had clothes, and made sure you had somewhere to sleep. Maybe that's the logic, but I feel like that's the bare minimum. If you do carry a human into this world and give birth to this human, the least you should do is make sure their basic needs are taken care of. Children do not owe their parents anything, first of all. I don't think you owe your parents anything. If you have a relationship with your parent and you give them, it's just, it's just, it shouldn't be because you gave birth to me. I now owe you my life. I love you and I want to give you things and, you know, have a relationship with you. That's different. But as far as feeling like you owe me because I did this, that let's did that. Okay. And you were supposed to do that parents stop saying that and then the last thing is giving kids too much responsibility and maybe that's not being said the right way but just making it seem like once a kid so I was watching Grand Army I hope all of you watch Grand Army so on Grand Army the Haitian girl Dominique she's what 15 16 17 somewhere around that age and she has so much responsibility like on top of trying to make good grades. She's clearly trying to go to a good college. She is applying for internships. She plays basketball. She She's doing a lot. Boys, she's starting to like boys, maintaining her friends. And she also has to work like she's doing here on the side and busting her ass to make money for her family. And it's just like, at what point was she not, I guess this is what I'm trying to say, making our kids grow up. Black families like, yeah, making our kids grow up too early. At what point does she transition from a child to a contributor to the household? It's just like your mom is there. Your sister is there. Like there are ways to make money. Like she was finding ways to hustle and make money. Why don't they have that same ambition or have that same strategy to go make money like she did? So putting too much on your child's back at too early of an age. Horrible. Don't do that. And I guess that also ties into the black tax as well, because it's kind of like, here's everything like I'm making money now. But yeah, so those are my five toxic black family behaviors. Let me know if I left out anything. Let me know if you agree, disagree. I'm, I'm curious. I'm always curious. Again, thank you for listening, guys. And I will see you next week. Bye.